welcome to the Fear of Anything podcast, episode 65, the best episode since oh. 64. I'm here with Paps. Hello. Oh, and bumped yeah. into my microphone, sorry. Hello. Yeah, a lot louder than you were before. Also, part of my sound check out in Sorry, guys. <laughs> and my we have. Quirky voice, which I'll mention in a moment, but carry on. And we have Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. Devin, I have a question. How do you think this is going so far? I've got a little icebreaker for you guys. Oh, right. Okay. I was yeah. going to ask how you are. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Are you okay? So Good. great that I have an icebreaker. Oh, great stuff. Mm. What, would, what would your one act be, your, your legacy, if you were raised to power as the president or prime minister or something like that? Oh, wow. Yeah. What would I do that people would always point back towards? Yeah, and be, you were that guy, you know? Um. Depends if you achieved it, I suppose. You could have an aim, couldn't you, to a, yeah, that's true. Be, be, to solve world hunger or to avert a climate crisis or uh, universal income for everyone. The Star Trek f- future, you know, where poverty mm-hmm. and, and deprivation were a thing of the past. Yes, all go but to if war you don't achieve it, yeah, if you don't achieve it, then you, you're not be remembered for it, are you? Or perhaps mm-hmm. you just um, fix the NHS or something, you know, start small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Easy. Bring no, back the bendy bus. Bring back the bendy bus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good. Yeah. Who well worth your time, I think. That's a high yeah. aspiration. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I'd do yeah. charity charity conscription. Oh, so, everybody has to work for a charity? Yeah. For an allotted time, at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of war, you know, like uh, army subscription. Conscription, yeah. Conscription, yeah, not prescription, mm. yeah. Or go towards Russia. Who knows? One way or the other. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? You mentioned you had a croaky voice. I have got a croaky voice. That's partly because I'm still getting over two weeks off work because of uh, hiding from uh, anybody else because of COVID lurking around these parts as it, as it is. So my voice is still a bit croaky, as you can probably tell. But we'll get there. Keep pushing on, don't you? Mm, quite. In my workplace, if you test positive COVID and you still feel well enough, you can come into work. Really? So they don't, they don't care anymore? No. Yeah. People, some, I think people have given up, haven't they? I mean, mm. they call they call it learning to live with it, but how can you live with the prospect of you know uh, two hundred people a day dying from something that's preventable, you know, or avoidable rather, not preventable, but certainly more avoidable. Mm. Anyway, we don't well, do politics on this show, but no. uh, it does frustrate me sometimes that uh, hospitals are fuller now than they were at its peak, and yet look mm. at what we did to protect the NHS. <laughs> we're not bothering anymore. Yeah, mm. the NHS can struggle on by itself. I feel like for our one hundredth episode, we should do a a politics episode. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> nail our colours to the mast. Yeah. Oh boy, people might never tune in again. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we move on to the pickups? Oh, uh, did any of you, either of you, both of you, have any thoughts on the last episode we did, which was the magician's nephew, I believe? No, but I was talking about it to somebody, and they recommended the another strongly well thought of C.S. Lewis book. Oh, what are the other ones called? Oh gosh! It's... Are we talking fiction or non-fiction? No, another one in the series. You know, Magician's Nephew oh, was oh, towards see. the end of the run, wasn't it? Um, but there's another one that I was talking to my spiritual mentor, and he he pointed out to me without knowing that we'd been reading the Magician's Nephew, yeah. the the benefits of reading this other C.S. Lewis book in, within what? the series. The horse well, and the boy. Say them again. Well, I don't know all of them, but I forget. Okay, so we've got the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The horse and his boy. Uh, you've got the final battle, which is. Technically, the last one. That's um, the one. I think yeah, carry on. carry on just in case it's not. Oh. You got a silver chair, and that's all I can remember right now. 
I think it might be in the final battle because with my mentor we were discussing some of the uh, end time prophecies that mm. you can read in the, in the Bible, in the books of Daniel and Revelation and uh, and and one of the chapters in Matthew as well, which is where we particularly were looking from. Um, and I think that's where the ideas around the um, final battle C.S. Lewis book were discussed. So, yeah. yeah. And I haven't done that yet, so maybe I will. Interesting thing you raised with that, because of how I enjoyed Magician's Nephew last time. I said, uh, you know, I got a hankering to see how all the other books ended, so uh-huh. I started listening to the review of the last battle, and it kind of got me really into the idea of actually just listening to all the books through, you know, okay. properly. So yeah, I'm doing that at the moment. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I haven't got very far, but yeah. It be, would be interesting to hear your perspective on how Magician's Nephew fares against the others, because we did feel it was a bit cobbled together, I think, from mm. our review of it. it yes, it's still fun, it, but yeah. It was, yeah, it had its highs. It also had its lows in terms of writing technique and referencing back to things that, or forward to things. <laughs> you know I mean? we, we thought he was being clever when really he wasn't. <laughs> He's very clever. Not saying that yeah. this isn't clever. <laughs> mm. We'll give him extra credit, I think. Am I recalling that correctly? I think so. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be interested to hear how the others fare. Okay, well, I'll consider that my homework for the next episode. <laughs> Listen to all the books. I want to report on my desk first thing Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, let's move on to the news feed then. Any news? Oh, you've got to allow a little gap. Yeah, sorry. And now it's time for anything news feed. Any news? <laughs> <laughs> let's get, let Devin speak first if you've got anything. Because I, <laughs> I feel like it's just been me and you so far. Come on, Devin. Well, I see that we've got the Oscars on, on the list. Oh! And is that because of the reason I thought it was? Well, no, actually, because I put this on the list when it was still the nominees. Um, ah, really? Okay. And I wanted to ask, did The Last Night get a, a nomination? Because you guys were raving about how the good it was. The Last Jewel. Last Jewel. Oh, whoops. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, close enough. The Last Jewel. No, I don't think it did. Really? I didn't see it in the list anywhere. Mm. Because you were saying it's the best film you've ever seen or something. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was, yeah. That just shows you how the Academy don't always get it right. Ooh, uh, Let me just see if I can pull up my list of films. That, I mean, obviously, my main interest in the Oscars is for my collection, which I've mentioned here before, the Best Picture nominee, which mm. is the ones I collect. I do I do have interest in the other... There's some of the other categories, but um struggling now to get my uh, spreadsheet to open. Of course, it's all on a spreadsheet. The list for... Um, Best Picture included these, if you're interested. Belfast, yeah. Coda, Don't Look Up, which I think we've mentioned spoken yeah. about before, which was a surprise, I think, because it was a straight-to-Netflix film. Yeah. June, which we did go to see in July, not June. Yeah, very sad. Your best joke of last year, I think. That's <laughs> King Richard, which didn't win Best Picture, but did go on to give uh, Will Smith his uh, Best Actor award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Controversially, <laughs> which he may now have to give back. Um, Licorice Pizza, which I'm still yet to see and looking forward to seeing, which did get a lot of praise. Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So they were the nine, I think, nine contenders for Best Picture. And in the end, the winner was Coda, mm. which is interesting because of the fact that it was, I think I'm correct in saying, uh, performed by uh, and directed by, I think. A cast of people and oh, what's an ensemble of um, deaf people. Um, so it was really a great achievement, I think, and I'm interested in it because I, now whether it won because of that, it's the first time the deaf community have um, come together in such a way to to create such a film. 
a well thought of film and so it deserved its reward for that or not i don't know and i as i say i'm not up on how it performed in other categories but um, Surely, i was really rooting for uh, belfast that was my favorite of that list even better than june it did horribly on the uh, budget of 10 million uh, box Coda. office 1 million yeah Coda, yeah yeah it wasn't a big hit i don't think we've actually seen it in a theatrical release in the oh. uk so they just won um, because it's deaf probably yeah i'm not sure how i feel about that but anyway it's hmm. uh, an interesting film and i'm sure it deserves high praise oh, fair enough. until i see it i wouldn't like to speculate whether it deserves to win best picture or not i think dune should have won every category yeah yeah it's only one of those films i've seen okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe don't look up is on there and i know the last jewel isn't like come on yeah that's got to be another political up. thing Wow, what was so political about? It was all about um, yeah. climate change. A denial, uh, really. Denial. Denying the yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. And oh, the world's going to end and we're all just ignoring it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't believe the scientists, you know. Yeah. yeah. What do they know? Yeah, but it's, mm. yeah, it's actually about an asteroid coming to hit the Earth. But it's yeah. quite clearly like trying to reflect how yeah. people are in denial of the climate change. Or COVID or any yeah. other conspiracy that you want to... <clears> um, fill in the gap here and it was enjoyable but it's not like it a masterpiece it's not it shouldn't be nominated for best picture like come on i think it was a great film but whether i think there were better films that could have been on that list yeah yeah it sounds like a bit of a cheap shot as well i mean you're not exactly informing anybody of anything that they don't already know surely i think i think it, it was a bit of an eye-opener when you watch it as to how easily people are duped into believing things Believing what you, if if your favourite, um, I don't know, news reporter or, or news channel declare something to be true, how easily mm. people are, are swayed by that, you know, yeah, and how ratings, even the presidential rating, is is more important than reality, you know, yeah. or yeah. attempts to avert a catastrophe, yeah, oh, it wouldn't be good for the fit, the numbers, you know, it wouldn't be good for our reputation. Having said, we don't do politics on this podcast. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Will Smith. <laughs> oh, you have something to say about Will Smith, do you? Uh, well, I'm sure you can't fail to have seen that he's been in a in a recent um, sequel to Rocky franchise, haven't you? Is that yeah, the but, King Richard one? Yeah, but his performance at the Oscars. Yes. Did you hear about it? Yes, I, yeah. yeah, of course. It was it was a little joke. I don't do jokes very well. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He, he was he was um, um, yeah. auditioning for the being in the next Rocky film, you know. Right. So I had no idea what King Richard was but, about, uh, so I thought it might have actually been a Rocky film. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnily enough, actually, his part in the King Richard film, he's, uh, he's playing the part of the uh, Williams sister's father, and he is a bit abusive in that. So that's why in his acceptance speech on, on Oscar night, he said, uh, talk about arcs reflecting reality or reality reflecting art, you know. And he was very apologetic. But does, he, does it um, justify what he did? So, for those of our listeners who haven't somehow They've been on a different planet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what exactly happened briefly? Chris Rock <laughs> was basically made a joke at Jada Smith's expense um, about her losing hair, um, and obviously her losing hair is due to a medical condition. She's got alopecia or something. I think so, yeah. Uh, and at, at first, Will Smith found this hilarious. <laughs> but but he then was, he was laughing along, but, wasn't he? Yeah, but he then he looked over laughing. and saw Jada's reaction. Then he got all upset and walked up and basically slapped Chris Rock on stage. Yeah, and it was quite convenient that he was sat on the front row, right in front of the stage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It wasn't difficult for him, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think but, Chris Rock took it like a champ, you know. I think he did, well. did you did you see any of it, Ford? 
Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, um, Chris Rock was presenting the Oscars. That's why this is important, yeah. relatively important. Not really. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was all on stage, all on camera. You know. So yeah, yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I have a problem, right, with comedians who think they can just make fun of everyone and anything, and they can get away with it. Yeah. I'm actually kind it was of on Will Smith's side. Wasn't it? it wasn't bad taste. Is he the best choice for presenting such a prestigious and almost not family viewing I mean most people aren't interested to watch it anyway I, I'm an avid film enthusiast and I got a vested interest in one of my pastimes being collecting some of these films but I don't stay up till three in the morning to watch the thing you know mm. obviously that's a time zone thing but mm. is he the best choice of presenter were they were they really hoping that something controversial might happen well, I mean, by choosing Chris Rock it's kind of desperation <laughs> the viewership for Oscars has gone down drastically and yeah. I remember when Ricky Gervais was hosting Golden Globes that was yeah. the best thing about the Golden Globes and the viewership yeah. went up because of that so I think that was probably trying uh-huh. to replicate that in some way but, and Ricky Gervais was nowhere like he wasn't politically correct at all like he was insulting everybody in the crowd yeah right. and everyone loved it but this yeah, was a bit con- court controversy got better numbers on the viewers yeah he just never got slapped, slapped to it I think no <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if someone was making fun of my wife, I feel like I would do something about it. Maybe not punch them, but maybe I would. I think. I, don't, I, don't I think you, instead of it, really. I mean, it, it is now we're talking about this rather a lot. Um, it's now looking like this could be a breaking point in in Will Smith's career. He's had to resign from the um, uh, Academy, which for a big name movie star like him is is a big. You know, other people have been removed from the Academy uh, often for um, sexual abuse and things like that. You know. Yeah mentioning over the names and they're talking about they've pulled the film in on some of his films that he's currently working on there's some big debate whether his uh, a tv show that he's been starring in is now going to be released or not it's a lot of it's already in the in the can filmed that's um, crazy wow yeah it would due to be launched in the next few months i think oh, i, I, I think this is a bit over the top right yeah i yeah. think it's between one man and another and chris rock isn't one of pressing charge so no. So why is yeah. everyone all up in arms about it? It's between him and him. He didn't slap everyone yeah. in the room. He slapped Chris I, Rock. I can <laughs> agree with that to a degree, but I think there's also the fact of what does it portray to people watching as an acceptable form of expressing your grievance with somebody? Is it okay just to literally walk up to somebody and smash them in the face? I mean, Chris Rock seems to think so. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one who got smashed in the face. So. Yeah. But I think also, why is it affecting his career? I mean, if I punch someone in the face for insulting my wife, you know, mm. I'm not going to get fired. That's weird. But people do get fired for all sorts of reasons. Like Formula One drivers get fired for being um, being from the wrong country, as in Russia at the moment. You know, mm. so it does seem. But it, it reminds me of Jeremy Clarkson. I mean, he got yeah. fired for nailing someone in the face, and by all accounts, <laughs> there was no good reason. I mean, that was the producer of the show, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. And then he went on to have an even bigger but, hit with another show. But yeah, it was very controversial <laughs> for a long time, and he would never work again. But you know, he's just—he's fine. You know. Yeah. These people were fine. I'm sure Will Smith will go on and do good the things, and, and he's not sure. He's not like he's going to be thrown out on the street anytime soon, is he? So we don't need to feel too sorry for him. I think what he would, what could have done him a lot more good, and he could, this could have been a completely different story, is if he'd walked up onto that stage and wagged his finger in Chris Rock's face and said, don't you speak to my wife like about my wife like that again, and then walked off again, that would have been a bit more hard-hitting, not physically, but uh, <laughs> less physically hard-hitting, but more, you know, I'm defending my wife and what a great man he is for, and sometimes humour, you know what I mean? Um, it could have been a completely different story. 
Yeah, I agree. Just because he got physical, drop of a hat, blink of an eye, it, that's where the controversy lies, you know. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, not if, not if you're Chris Rock or Will Smith, but there we are. Anyway, <coughs> yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Alrighty. Oh, uh, you last... have something else to say as well. Yeah, the last know? piece of news, I think. Um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh the... sorry. You're right, Can I just on. say one more thing on that last subject? Yeah, the, the saddest thing about it is how it has distracted from everything that we rightly put first in our conversation about some of the other films that needed to be talked about, you know. But and no one cared about the Oscars anyway. Yeah, I know. But but you think how you would feel if you'd have made that achievement but didn't get any publicity because it's all about Will Smith. Anyway, yeah. Especially this year as Coda won, you know. It's an important film to talk about and it didn't get any conversation really. Mm. <laughs> I'm sceptical as if it would have got any conversation anyway. Do you think? <clears throat> no one talks about the Oscars anymore. No one cares. Don't be like that. They do care. They <laughs> so do true. care. They blazing it all over the DVD covers, don't they? All the well, yeah, but, but the, yeah, the film people care, but not everyone. Like No one actually on the street cares. Are you saying no I'm wasting my it. time with my co- passionate collection um, of DVDs? I mean, everyone's got to have their hobby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to inheritate my collection, then? I wouldn't say no. I've got space for it. <laughs> Carry on, anyway. You were going to say something about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, good. Um, Lord of the Rings, the, the trailer for the new prequel series has just dropped. Uh, well, I say just a while ago now. Um, I wondered if either of you had seen it, for one. No. Have you talked about this? Right. Well, we talked about the prequel series for um, Game of Thrones being cancelled, but I don't think we've talked yeah. about this. But also, we have, we have talked about it in theory, but we haven't actually um, talked about this trailer that's just come out, because no. the internet is annoyed. I Can you believe it? Shock and horror. The whole internet is upset. The, whole, the internet, yes. Hmm. Um, they're, they're annoyed because there is a black elf in it. Ah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, obviously elves aren't... Well, they have never been black before. The okay. same with dwarf. There's a black queen dwarf, isn't there, or something like that? Oh, is there really? With no okay. beard, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, beardless oh. dwarf. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Oh, right. Um, which isn't right, yeah. apparently. And there's a woman in armour at the at the end of the trailer as well. It's so. Gladriel, isn't it? I think. He's is a, it actually Gladriel? Yeah. Huh. Same actress, obviously. Well, Controversial thing. So how do you stand on all that? I kind of understand where they're coming from, because obviously it's all sort of... It's all twisting of the law and in, <clears> into, <throat> I don't know, what do you call it? Virtue, sig- virtue signaling? Yes. Yeah. But it's it's whatever, it's fiction. Oh, so we would never have dreamed half. of having a female Doctor Who, would we, until recent years? Well, there's there's nothing within the law of Doctor Who that says that okay. the Doctor cannot be female. But dwarves live underground all of their life and they yeah. do all have beards even the women yeah. so you you can't get a non-pale black bearded female dwarf not non- okay. non-bearded female dwarf within the law yeah. anyway yeah. especially as this is a prequel now if you were going forward in time maybe there has been a subsect of um, dwarf re- the race yeah, that yeah. did venture above ground and did live in a hot climate for many thousands of years and then bred with the uh, white dwarfs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you, talk, you talking dead, you can make up We call that evolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but uh, this is a prequel, yeah. so obviously... It, where, where did the black dwarfs go in the future films? But there's not even black dwarfs, there's black dwarf. Oh, one dwarf, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? You've got to be careful how you talk about this, I think, because you could say, well, it was, it, if it's only one, it, he, was, uh, he wasn't even part of a race of black dwarfs. He was just like a, I don't know, a genetic thing, you know, that happened. A magic dwarf. Yeah, a one-off. 
Ew. special, unique, you know. Um, but then, obviously, he didn't go on to have any children because there's no future Black Dwarfs in any of the films that have already been made. A TV. Is it a film series? A series, yes. Um, okay. It's a series of films or a TV series? A TV, TV series. series. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be the, uh, I don't know, the most, there's most money spent on it ever or whatever. It's, really? it's, it's already tallying up to like one billion, which is the most anything's ever been spent on a TV wow. series. So they're pretty confident. Wow. So yeah, we're going to be watching it. They hoping we will. Um, yeah, I think they've annoyed a lot of people all of a sudden, but I don't know if uh, that's going to stop people coming to see it. I, I think I will. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd watch it as well. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for it too. Wow. But I'm a little bit, a little bit skeptical, you know. If if they're willing to change the law on these weird things, I guess it's a bit concerning. Yeah, I suppose. Well, but like I say, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of on both sides. I don't I don't know if it matters that much, but yeah. Yeah. It's, oh gosh, I don't know where I stand on it. To be honest, mm. I can. The purists are obviously going to be disappointed, upset, or annoyed, whichever fits the bill the most. But it's very similar to the situation we found when we were watching. Uh, I Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Oh, Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and how they the TV show has completely altered the story, not complete, but added stuff. Yeah. That wasn't in the books. Mm, yes. You know. Yeah. The significant aspects of the book have been developed and changed because I've not read the books. It didn't bother me as much as it did you and my brother. So it, it, uh, could you say that this Lord of the Rings situation is similar to that? It's tricky because this is, I assume, this is supposed to all be within the same universe. It's supposed to be canonical. It's, um, mm. you know, this follows on from that, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. It sounds like they're just completely disrespecting the law of, of the universe. Not, not the law of the universe, you know, L-O-R-E. Mm. Yes, just to make their political statements about gender equality and racial equality and, I don't know, beardlessness, mm. I guess. Apparently they care about. So, yeah, it just it just feels a bit, yeah. And if you want to increase the racial diversity in a TV show like that, surely you, you, do, you can do it without there being any controversy. By um, there, there are human actors in it as well, aren't there? There yes. are actors, uh, uh, characters, sorry, that are uh, from, well, increase the racial diversity within that group of actors. Mm, those characters, so, yeah. Uh, characters, sorry, yeah. Why, yeah, why, why, don't, why don't you do that? And then you avoid all this. There you go. Oh, well, people, uh, well, it gets some headlines, doesn't it? <laughs> there's a lot of people who otherwise would be really looking forward to this and they're bringing, bringing a lot of uh, hype themselves but now they're boycotting it okay. like Lord of the Rings fans who who the, who the publisher would be relying on basically to push yeah. the film now they're boycotting it so what, what, why okay. why but then do you come against those people and say well you just need to get on with the times you know you're being you're being racist sexist just generally bigoted yeah. Do you, do you say that, or do you say actually no? They just they just care about the original source material, which I don't see anything wrong with, personally, as long as you're not hating on people. Mm. As, as, as a tricky line to walk there, but yeah, yeah. Mm. That's reminded me of something else I'd like to mention in this section, if that's okay. Oh, let's do it. Have you finished? Solving yeah, I think that so. One? I was just I was just in there if you want to comment on the fact that it's the most expensive thing ever, but yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder what you're going to get on screen for that. Yeah, I mean the trailer looks pretty good. I mean it looks a little CGI as well. Like okay. even the live action people, you know, the actors they have look a bit CGI. So I don't know. Oh, that's but not good. yeah, I don't know if it's just I've watched it on my phone. Nothing wrong with CGI if it's done well, but if it's done obviously badly, then you're not getting value for your money, are you? Uh, but yeah, I think it looks pretty good. What's this thing you want to talk about? Another uh, fan group that are outraged at the moment. Some of you may know that one of my 
I say this because I haven't been on it for a while. Uh, a game that I'm passionate about mm. is Elite Dangerous. Yeah. And uh, I've been playing it. I originally started playing this game on my Mac, and then they withdrew support from the Mac, so I had to port my account over to PlayStation and been playing it on there successfully. It's been a good game on uh, the consoles, both Xbox and PlayStation. Never been as popular on the consoles as it was is still on PC. Uh, that's where the biggest fan base is. But in the last few weeks, there's been a big announcement. Um, earlier last summer, so it's been a while now, probably six months or more, late last summer, sorry, Elite Dangerous or Frontier Development, who produced the game, released a massive update on the game, which included being able to walk around. So that was a new thing, you know. Uh, and it became a first-person shooter as well as a flying spaceship game, by the way, if you don't Ooh. know what the game was all about. I'm not going to talk too long about it. Uh, Are we talking walking around your ship or walking around yeah, planets? Yeah, well, walking around planets, definitely. Walking around um, structures on planets, bases. You still couldn't walk around your own ship, which is what most people really wanted. But mm. that this was a prelude to doing that. But also now, recent, more recently, they've, uh, you can walk around uh, fleet carriers as well as um, you know planetary bases. But they've kind of included it so you can have gun battles and things like that, you know first-person shooter style but a few weeks ago at time of recording it was a big controversy huge huge upset from a, a large number of the fan base of the console players that they will not be releasing the update that does that called odyssey uh, will not be going to console in fact support for the console game is no longer well, is no longer going to be developed wow. they, they will continue to support the game uh, but it, obviously it's going to die out because there'll be no more updates to it other than patches to keep it safe so all any future content development is only going on to pc so they withdrew support to mac many years ago they were withdrawn support now to consoles because it's just too hard the consoles don't cope with it properly well enough and now it's going to be a pc only game um but what the reason i mention it now is because it's reminded me of your when your conversation about lord of the rings how some people care so passionately about this there has been outrage yeah. online and actually I think it's okay to be passionate, but when it goes into abuse and uh, threats against the people who are making these games, yeah. then I think you're crossing a very, very dangerous line. And uh, at the end of the day, all of this stuff is either a, it's just a TV show or it's just a computer game. You know? Yes, mm. we care about the things that we enjoy, but do we really, really see them as that important that it's okay to be abusive and threatening to other people over yeah i'm sad about console we've been withdrawn from uh, or you know but hats off to frontier development fd that they're um they're looking at ways of porting our characters as console players over to pcs and keeping all our achievements mm. uh, and all of our assets so that we can go and play on the pc platform if we want to it so, mean I'd have to buy a PC, I suppose. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question. Yeah. Like you probably paid for the console version. Yes. Are they giving you a free PC version? Because they might do. That is in the off offering. Right, right, right. It's been talked about anyway. Yeah. Nice. Or if you buy the Odyssey version, you'll get the Horizons, which is the version that we're running on for free. So you don't have to buy Horizons and then the upgrade to Odyssey. Uh, right, right. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's a, a possibility. Yeah, so it's disappointing, but the Twitterverse sometimes astounds me with people's guile and. Uh, yeah, I think it's the internet in general. People, fans are the worst. 
it's not a very. I've, I've seen people and I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like those people could do with a little dose of what we're going to talk about next. Oh, shall we move on? A little tease for <laughs> what's up now. And now it's time for Devon's chosen subject. Okay, today I wanted to talk about something that I've just been had on my mind for a little while. It's more of like a free floor, free form unstructured conversation, I suppose, to try and get your mm-hmm. guys' opinion before I kind of set on mine. Oh, because Ford was asking me what's your opinion, actual stance on this before we started, and I was like, I don't actually know fully. Okay, I am probably on my, I'm probably leaning one way or the other, but it's uh, I, I like to bring things that I'm not fully set on, so I can mm. kind of get opinions. Keeps um, it interesting. Yeah. So my uh, my um my whole uh, thing I'm talking about today is life satisfaction oh. and how that may relate to responsibilities that one would have in their life. Because I see a lot of people saying that, oh, you can just be who you want, do what you want, and that's it. That's all that life is. And it doesn't, n- nothing else really matters. As long as you are who you want to be, then brilliant. But that's not really my personal experience with what actually brings life satisfaction. Because I may just want to go out and do only what I want to do. But life satisfaction comes when I'm looking after my own responsibilities, like my wife or my child, or mm-hmm. going to work. If I never went to work, then my, my life satisfaction would be an all-time low, even though I mm. don't want to go to work, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. But it's uh, kind of... The, is life satisfaction even important in the first place, again, Ooh. as Christians, I suppose? Is that something that we should be aiming towards? Or is it just a product of something else? Yeah, it's basically mm. it. Right. I think there's something. I, I, okay, I'll say this. I definitely noticed I had to spend, well, about 11 days cooped up in a little room, yeah. a spare bedroom, thinking, oh, you know, it was lovely weather. <laughs> Normally I'd be out there working and getting some kind of job satisfaction, but I had to spend those 11 days because of this COVID virus, hunkered down and, and, and hiding even from my wife, you know, for a good number of days of that. But enjoying actually some of the aspects of that, as in being able to watch some films that I would like to have seen, yep. being able to play some games that I wanted to play. So there was aspects of that that did bring enjoyment, but I was mighty relieved just to be able to get back to doing some things that I am responsible for you know uh, providing an income um, for myself and my wife and our household thankfully most of you more my children are of an age where you support self-supporting but you know we've got responsibilities I don't think I could sit by and just do nothing for the rest of my life and I, I think that's where you were coming from wasn't it that actually having a job to do is important yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd agree with that, your opening statement. You know, if I was financially independent and didn't need a job, uh, what would I fill my time with? I think you can't just sit playing computer games all your life. I, I think I'd want to find something that I could contribute with, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, that, but if... that might be Sorry. some kind of voluntary thing, or it might be uh, pastimes and interests or, or social activities with other groups of people. Mm. If you had the ability to take a day or two off, every, yeah. like every few days yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is that is something that uh, you may want to do yeah but obviously then you would be giving up on your responsibilities or just taking more time than you need now is that good and would that bring you life satisfaction and is that even something that you'd want to be aiming for in the first place 
I'd love to only work three, three and a half, four days a week, you know, yeah. have a more time off in the week than work time. You know, I'd love to be able to do that. I think that would be a lovely balance. I don't, yeah. Mm. It depends what you get from your job, isn't it? Is your job more than just a means of earning money or does it bring other qualities to your life? Yeah. But I think the theory is that even if you hate your job and you hate having to know, do the washing up and this, that and the other, you can at least sit down at the end of the day and think, yes, I did what I was supposed to do mm. and that the world is better for me having done it. Or mm. my even in my house, my house is slightly better for having cleaned it. Yeah. You know, and there's a sense of real, almost pleasure, probably real joy in or satisfaction, like we're talking, um, yeah. in in having done that, and that's the highest goal mm. is is to affect change and feel good about it. Um, and yeah. in a way, I do kind of agree with Devon. I don't know if that is necessarily biblical. Maybe uh. maybe maybe not to say it's not biblical, but maybe it's not enough. Maybe not enough to give true satisfaction. Well. Funny you should say that. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. Because if you put it like this way, should things and us doing things satisfy us? Should that be the thing that satisfies us? Or should it mm. be something else? And there's just a couple of verses. Well, yeah. There's quite a lot of verses about satisfaction in the okay. Bible. But I'll just read a couple. So Isaiah 58 11 says, And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and makes your bones strong. So that's quite interesting that it's talking about being satisfied yet in scorched places, but that's not satisfied because you're in scorched places doing the job. It's no. because the Lord has satisfied you. He is our satisfaction, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. In every circumstance. Yeah. And Psalm mm-hmm. one oh seven nine says, For he satisfies the longing soul and the longing soul gives good things. And it's it's all about the Lord satisfying you. But there is a sense, isn't there, that you should pick up your cross and follow me you know there is a sense of labor required in order to be in god yeah it can't it's not a matter of just sitting there are verses where it talks about you know resting in god but i don't think that's the default position for a christian because there is stuff to do you know we're supposed to be servants servants do stuff yeah you know but it's not the act of doing something that would satisfy you no right yeah it's who who you're doing it for that's a good point maybe yeah yeah so, so it's not just doing things for the sake of it, I suppose. Yeah, mm. I think I do think there is a legitimate pleasure and joy in looking back on your day and thinking, "Yes, I did something productive you, you today." Something, yeah, it's good for the yeah. human soul. I think. I mean, if you if you if you worked on a, in a factory on a production line, which I have done in the past, you know, mm. uh, picking up something with your left hand, and putting it in a box, and then picking up something with your right hand, and then you know, whatever, and you're doing that for eight to ten hours a day. There's not a lot of job satisfaction no. at the end of that. Because you only get recognised for when he goes wrong, so maybe it's maybe it's the inner uh, need for us to have recognition. That's certainly something I believe humans need to be recognised. Mm, yeah. You know, not you don't do it just to be put on a pedestal, but to you know what they say: babies cry for it and soldiers die for it. You know, recognition. Uh, I mm. think that's important. Yeah. Um, but we've been created by God, as we believe for a purpose you know but what is that purpose is for each of us to decide i think isn't it it is perhaps I, i've always liked one more thought then i'll shut up um having had family members who were on life support in intensive care for periods of time i came away from spending a week in that environment at the bedside it was my dad actually at the time when he was having heart by, uh, attack and the heart bypass operation you know and with a a whole different respect level for people who make a difference in mm. other people's lives and maybe that's it 
you know, maybe there's something about that that, you know, if only my job made a difference to somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. Now, working on a production line in a factory doesn't necessarily give you that, but I think it's still something about that that's important. And maybe you, if you are in one of those types of jobs, you find other ways of making a difference or... I, I, whether my thoughts are rambling and off track from what you wanted to discuss, I don't know. No, no. Because you headed it responsibility, but now we've gone on to satisfaction. Well, and, it's kind of uh, both, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I know it's all wrapped up together. But there's also scripture, and I said I'll shut up. Uh, there's also scripture about if a man, by that it means human rather than man, if a person <laughs> um, that doesn't work, he doesn't eat, you know, um, and I can't point to it where it says that, but, you know, there's something about that, that he won't do it all for us. You can just get it all dropped in your lap. God yeah. expects us to play our part. Yeah. Mm. You know, whether yeah. it's about feeding our families or looking after ourselves or providing for others, um, there is an expectation on us by God that he's not going to do for us what he expected us to do. Yeah. You know, and we've got responsibility and also God's got responsibility there are things that he's responsible for you know and we, we fall flat on our face when we do what God's responsible for and we expect God to do what we're responsible for mm-hmm. I think well yeah. you know that's when things go wrong you know, we, we play God or we expect God to do what he's expected us to do mm. uh, and on that thought I'll shut up <laughs> <laughs> that's good I like that got a very very good point um, with the production line thing, because that's yeah. kind of in the situation that I'm in right now. Obviously, it's not okay. that bad because it's not the production right. line type of thing, but it's a job that I'm it, not getting mundane. satisfaction from. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, every day is different and every job's different, right. but it's okay. not. It's not CID, you know. It's not what I wanted to be. No, it's not, no, okay. Um, yeah. It's still very challenging, and I'm learning yeah. loads on a daily basis. But it, I'm, I'm a production and commercial analyst. It's not. Yeah. So it's when routine mm. sets in, it can be a bit demoralising. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't get a huge amount of job satisfaction from that, but being the sole income provider for my family, Rebecca mm. does a very good job at making me feel appreciated and recognised, like you were talking yeah. about. Is that enough to make it feel worth it? I think, yeah, right now, yes. Yeah. Mm. Because we, we've got things that we need to do in life. We need to get a house. We want a new car. We want X, Y, and Z. And Rebecca, right now, isn't working because I'm I'm not asking her to work at all because I'm grateful that she's that she feels comfortable staying at home with Fionn. She's doing a very much more important job. Exactly, yeah. Like that, that's <laughs> my dream is that she would never. <laughs> well, yeah, it is more important. But... <laughs> yeah. she, more long-lasting. What she's doing will have yeah. a bigger impact. Exactly. On, mm-hmm. on one particular individual than anything you can do, mate. Yeah, if she messes up, it's a lot bigger of a deal, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I'm very thankful that she's willing to do that. Um, yeah, because that's what I've always wanted as well is for my wife never have for, to never have to work. Mm-hmm. She can she can she wants, but she doesn't have to. And she, as I said, she does a really good job of making me feel valued and recognised for doing well at work and bringing that's in the good. money that we need. Um, so that's where that satisfaction probably comes from. But mm. again, should it come from there? I don't know. Mm, yeah. Should it solely come from knowing that I'm doing the Lord's work or whatever it would be? And obviously, my calling right now, my responsibility is to look after my wife and child. So that it might be enough for now. You don't know, do you? You yeah. know what the future holds. None of us do. But you can, you. And that's a reevaluation process, isn't it? As time goes on, there'll be different seasons in our lives. Yeah, of course. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with saying that what's right now isn't going to be right later. Yeah, 
Yeah. And also, I don't think we need to beat ourselves up if we feel, oh, I'm not serving the Lord. We serve our Lord in everything we do. Exactly. So, you know, we can serve God in all different ways. And like we talked earlier about, um, who, did you say, Ford, about making it compulsory? Oh, no. Which one? Who said oh, yeah. compulsory? <laughs> uh, yeah, Ford. Yeah. Charity work. Charity work, you know. There's lots of different things. We're, even just giving something, a gift in it. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, I sat on the sofa watching um, all the coverage about Ukraine recently, and it was easy to send a tenor with a text message to um, disaster relief you know yeah. Um, yeah, it's a small thing I'm not offering to host a family from Ukraine but I'm happy to contribute to those who are doing that kind of thing I shouldn't probably mention it now but you know it's not about trying to big myself up you just do what you can when you can don't yeah. you but I'm sorry I'm missing the big question that you're asking and I keep, I keep no no it's, it's all good it's all good it's all just about life satisfaction yeah I can envision a scenario where a person has a choice to make and on one hand they have the potential for life satisfaction mm-hmm. in, in worldly pursuits, maybe you'd say that. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand there is what God's asking you to do. Yeah. And I think what you're asking is, I know it's, it's dumb when I put it this way, but should we care about the life satisfaction if we have the option to do what God says? Mm. Is, that, is that kind of how you framed the question at the beginning? Kind of, yeah. It's like, is, is life satisfaction what we should be aiming for? That should, should yeah. be our focus, yeah. I can imagine a scenario where no, no, we shouldn't be chasing after life satisfaction because what God says is what we should care about. How God wants us to be doing our daily life. And yeah, I think that's what essentially we're here to do, to figure out how God has designed us to impact the world. I think that's a constant discovery we're making with ourselves and with God is what does he actually want from us? Because I think that does change over time. Yeah. Right, Right now, maybe that does mean you have to go to work and do a sucky job. Definitely. We don't, we shouldn't despise the waiting. Which yeah. is hard for me because I'm, I'm one of my least present spiritual gifts is patience. <laughs> yeah, I think it can be easy to become bitter if you're pulling your weight. You feel like you're doing all the things that, you, well, like we're talking about responsibilities. You're you're taking yeah. on a ton of responsibilities, and you see other people who aren't. Yeah. I think it's very easy to get disheartened. Yeah, but I think that's where you have to take solace and uh, pleasure in in God and your relationship with God and try and make every day important and in, by doing that you have to make it about the small things yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of what i think anyway. indeed nice well it reminds me as well of the story of jacob in the bible remember when uh, he was wanted to marry rachel and uh if the father was it laban the father said uh, you work for me for seven years i think it was oh yeah yeah and, and uh and then at the end of that he was tricked and had to wait another seven years to um, marry the right sister, ended up marrying the wrong sister. Yeah. Um, there's there's patience for you. Should Fourteen con- years labour to marry the woman he loved. You know. Should have read the contract. Yeah. <laughs> more thoroughly. I know we've gone from responsibility, going around the houses a bit, but there's mm. a bit of, now we're on to patience. But yeah. yeah. Mm. Did that go the way you expected, Devin? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> you just... set you kick the ball off, don't you? Set it rolling. I do. Just... Yeah. Just for a little conversation, you know. We dribble around the pitch and want to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. it's just um, it probably comes from around where I live now. There's a lot of people who don't have jobs yeah. and they get paid to not have jobs, mm. and mm. Um, they seem very happy. They drive a better car than I do. They mm. see their children all day, every day, and mm. it's just like, so like, why? 
Like, where do they get their wrong, satisfaction? Like, what are they aiming for? Well, What's going yes, on in their heads? That's that's the point. Are they happy inside? That you we don't know. They might have the stuff that you haven't got, which is bizarrely ironic and ridiculous. Um, that they can seemingly to be doing better than you, but um, are they a better person for it? Is is an unknown question, isn't it? Yeah, I would argue no. Yeah, yeah. I think if we're arguing purely materialistically, yeah. then yeah, there are ways in which we can get things easily, but oh, the yeah. things we want easy peasy. But we we can't. I don't think we should focus on those things. But as Dad was saying, um, Rebecca being there for for my daughter all the time is mm. extremely extremely important. Yeah. And these guys who don't have jobs, they're there for their children all the day, every day. Mm. So if that's yeah. that important, then is that what I should be doing as well? Yeah. Is that something that is valuable in and of itself because they're there for their children? Whether they're doing a good job or not, that's another thing. It's, but they're actually there. The thing is, you're being there in a different way. You're being there as a good example of how someone is contributing to a family or to a, in a society. Just lazing around all day, that's no good example mm. to anyone. Yeah. No. But the, the the other worrying aspect of that is where people aren't always able to have one parent at home to do that important job of childcare, the uh, and where two the, both parents have to go out, you know, yeah. and and that this is probably the more common dynamic. Yeah. And and then there the, the, there isn't that other level of uh, if you like satisfaction necessarily, but it, it, it's a hugely tricky balance, isn't it, in in terms of provision, meeting needs, and having satisfaction in it all. And doing the important jobs of bringing up families. Yeah, very good. Very deep. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, everybody. Provoking. I'm sure it's going to stay with me for a while, thinking all that through. I assume this has all come from Jordan Peterson stuff. No, no, it's just, no? Huh. It's just my my thinking as I'm walking around. You know, yeah, mm, I just cool. think about things. Doing your mundane job, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, as I say, my my job, job is, is, is very different, and it's I, yeah. w- I won't call it mundane at all. And yeah. I'm talking to some very very interesting people every day. Um, yeah, and no, it's if, very any, cool. if any of your colleagues are listening, I didn't mean that. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's very cool, but it's just not. It's not you know. It's not CID exactly. It's not. You know, I'm yeah. not solving it. Every like, day is going to be a very different challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I never saw myself working in a position like this. But okay, mm. but right now I say right now. It's good, and it's what we need right now. I'm happy with it. Yeah, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be set forever. But no. Well, one thing I know, Devon, wherever you go, whatever work you do, you're always going to be respected and wanted. And you know, I don't think you've ever left a job that the boss wanted you to go. <laughs> you, they've always tried to keep you, haven't they? Yeah. So you can turn your hand to most things. Yeah, yeah that's right. Too. Right. Very good. Well, thank you. As always, interesting to me, anyway. Let's set your next assignment and say hasta la vista, baby. All right. Up next time, we review a film, oh. and the film that has been voted most on Poli, uh, which is in the description below the, the links. The film we're going to review is Prince of Egypt, the 1998 Excellent. cartoon. Wow. Yeah. cartoon. It's not a cartoon. It's an animation. Anim- oh, excuse me. <laughs> animation. I thought that would be your pack. Yeah, I should have. Should have. Would could have known. No, this this one's a classic, but um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Got it. I must have it. Yeah, I've got it. I'm sure I have on DVD. Where can we watch or or or, or um, listen to? Yeah, but we watch, isn't it? You can't listen to it. Disney Plus, isn't it? Oh yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus. Surely. Let me just see if I can find out on Just Watch website if there's any other places it's available. I don't know if it is a Disney film, yeah. Oh really? No, it surely is. 
It's not on. Oh, it's Disney available Plus. on. Uh, you can. Oh no, it's on Sky, on Now TV, and on Virgin Media. Oh dear. But you'd have to pay two pound forty nine on Amazon, Chile, YouTube. You can't watch it on YouTube for free. All right, so it sounds like we're gonna have to buy the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't got Sky subscription, it looks like it's available on Sky for free. So that is what's coming up next episode. Marvelous. Shall we, we wrap this puppy up? I must admit, watching the films are my favourite assignments. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think the games yeah. are my favourite ones. But okay, yeah. Alrighty. If you could be anyone throughout history, who would you be? You drop these things on us from nowhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know who's your favourite yeah. historical figure? I mean, Achilles is pretty sick. Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. He got um, shot in the ankle. Yeah, it's only once. <laughs> <laughs> And he's Brad Pitt, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> and who's called I'd be Brad Pitt, Pitt as yeah, Achilles? Brad Pitt, that'd be it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not Achilles, just Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is in history, I can't, can't blame it. He's in some of the coolest life. films, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's in that new one I want to go and see with Sandra Bullock at the moment. Um, what's it called? I forgot now. Like an action-adventure film. I don't know. Oh, right, oh, okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think it's out yet. It's about to come out. Oh. Trailers are running at the moment for it. She's a writer, an author of adventures, and one of the stories comes true, comes to life, and, right, and Brad, Brad Pitt's in it. That's not the one I was thinking. Okay, cool. Okay, there's some great lines in the trailer. Makes you laugh. Anyway, go on. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Brad Pitt. That's my answer. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> or, or, I'd just be happy having Brad, hit, Brad Pitt's hair. <laughs> your, yeah okay your criteria for someone in history someone with hair yeah <laughs> alright this has been Fear of Anything believe it or not we so, do this every so often um, <laughs> if you want to be alerted as to when our next episode comes up then please do subscribe hit the bell uh, uh, hit the bell icon uh, if you're doing it on YouTube um, yes in the description if you'd like to vote on what we uh, review next um, if you look in the description there are links to the different subjects and our next one will be music Ooh. so presuming you want to vote on the next one you click on that link and uh, yeah do a little mm -hmm. vote um, is there anything else you guys want to say? I don't think so oh. uh, please do contact us if you want to uh, comment on anything we've said or I don't know give us a suggestion for our next uh, assignment or yeah. segment um, oh yeah all the contact details are in the description below I'm going to head off now and, and Google Brad Pitt hair pieces. <laughs> yeah, so you should. Yeah. <laughs> Live your best life. Alrighty, on that note. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. You didn't say who you wanted to be, by the way. Uh, oh, who I want to be? Um, Jesus. Did, did Can I be Jesus? Say, did, did Devin say it? Who he'd want to be? I said Achilles, didn't I? And that's where oh, you got yeah. Brad Pitt from. Yeah, that's where yeah. I got Brad Pitt. I don't know if well, I'd want to be Moses since we'll be viewing him next week, but um, he had a rough old time of it. He did, he? yeah. I wouldn't want to be yeah. Moses. No, no. Yeah. What would happen if Brad Pitt and Moses, Brad Pitt and Moses, Brad Pitt and Achilles <laughs> bumped into each other? There'd be some kind of a quantum, uh, what do you call it? When a you paradox. Yeah. A paradox, that's it. <laughs> time paradox. Would there be a paradox? If Brad, Brad Pitt, yeah. Achilles, and Moses walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and come back next time to hear the punchline to that joke. Oh, no. Alright. <laughs> Thank you very much everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.